there's a condition or there's a state of being like the state of the world that he is going to show that he has power over. This is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd, and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for your life. So today, we are on one additional episode of Created to be Healthy as we work through our series of Created to be Wealthy, Created to be Healthy, and eventually we're going to get to Created to be Wise. And um, we're going to be looking at what does healing or restoration look like under the lens of scripture and then comparing it to our human experiences, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like a plan. So the the we're going to be picking on the book of John chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 1 through just a bit here. And it says, as a man or as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. And Jesus answered them, it was not this man that sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That kind of just hits you right upside the head, doesn't it? Whose fault was it? Yeah. Whose fault was it? There has to be (laughs) blame that we associate with it. Yeah. Isn't that how we work? I think I, yeah. Right. I mean, it can't just, can't just be. It can't just be right. Yeah. But here Jesus says that it's part of his plan so that his works can be on display. Hmm. That's what, just what Jesus said. Yeah. It's just, just in passing. Just in passing. (laughs) You just little truth bomb drop. And yeah. And the interesting thing is, as you read down further, they asked again. Right. It was asked again. And yeah, we struggle with that. So what happens if you, uh, Matt, let's just say we're out playing basketball and you're going up to dunk on me because you can <laughs> and you twist your ankle. <laughs> okay. Man, it happens to me all the time. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure it was. You know, it's <laughs> while, you, while dunking. While dunking. Yeah. Um, there the, was a time way back. Then, yeah. But <laughs> I, I remember that yeah. those years yeah. <laughs> or three yep, about, that I could dunk. About that. Yep. Um, but exactly. when that happens, if you sprain your ankle, do you say, oh, I must have sinned? Hmm. Yeah, not typically, no. But that's what people did for years. Yeah, it's interesting. For centuries. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, let's see. In that example, I mean, you're doing something that has risk. There is always that risk. There is a risk. So maybe that, whereas the other thing is like, what did I do to de- de- to deserve this, right? Exactly. Like I was just born this way or it just happened to me without me putting myself at risk or feeling like I put myself at risk. Right. So I, yeah. So, I mean, what is it? It's just the inherent risk in living. Is that being, you know, I think that's kind of part, part of what it is. It's the inherent risk of being born. Yeah. Just being, if you weren't born, you wouldn't have that problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is every single, no one, no one is perfect. Sure. Totally. Yeah. And everybody feels inadequate in some way. Yeah. But that's, isn't not, are we saying it's like not a causal relationship? It's like our individual shortcomings aren't the cause of 
the things that we struggle with and suffer from? Well, let's divide it out. Let's maybe create some ground rules for this discussion. Yeah. How about we say that there's the the very physical things that you are absolutely born with. There, You did nothing right. to make it happen. Okay? <clears throat> okay, yeah. Um, like this guy in scripture here. He was born blind. Born blind, yeah. Born blind. Right. And... Um, or perhaps you're born with six fingers on one hand. Nothing wrong with it. It's just you've got an extra finger, um, <laughs> and that can happen, right? Yeah. Um, you're born with a lazy eye. You're born um, with some congenital defect. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're okay. born that way. What caused it? Well, right. today in our lens, what do we do? We look at genetics, right? We say, well, these genes didn't work together. It was inherited from your mother and your father has this. And when those genes got together, boom, you this you ended up with this. Right. That's how we look at it today. Previous to the discovery of how genetics work, <laughs> we would look at what did your parents do wrong? Why are you such a sinner? What's wrong with you? And it, this is not yeah. exclusive to just religious circles. This would happen in philosophical circles. Mm-hmm. There's some examples from Socrates talking about this. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, how, what What did this person do to be born without a mind when it's speaking of the insane, right? Yeah. You know, certain Greek cultures would discard children. Of course. Right. And other cultures, I'm sure, too. But like that that one movie <laughs> which uh, movie 300 i think they talk oh, about yeah. yeah anyway sorry <laughs> but yeah I, I that's happened in different cultures throughout history all throughout history yeah. not exclusive to parts of history it was all throughout history until probably the mid 1800s when things began to really change mm-hmm. and that has to do with major advances in scientific um, advancement. Yeah. Okay. Understanding of, of how things work. Yeah. But that still doesn't mean that people, just because we have a better understanding of science, that doesn't mean that people in their own minds, they don't wonder. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Like looking around and everybody they see is a certain way and they're different and it's worse <laughs> for them. Yeah. You know, it would, it would be totally normal to question that. Yeah. I know somebody who was born with a congenital condition called spina bifida mm-hmm. okay and they had the worst type okay mm, okay and that it was so bad probably should have died well wow. but she didn't she lived and to this day she gets around really pretty well considering shouldn't be able to walk but she does yeah um she doesn't feel like she's been beat up by god for having a condition like this she's functions quite well yeah. How can she handle it? And then another person who has another condition, which could be equally as, I'm using this quotes here, bad. Mm-hmm. And they, it's the end of the world for them. Right. Or even people like who don't have something as bad or anything at all physically wrong and still manage to have, we get the perspective of everything's terrible. Right. Somehow. Right. <laughs> Which kind of tells you that it has more to do with our perspective than it does with any kind of objective scale. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's a way of really quantifying it because each person's life experience is different. Right. And this is right. where I'd really like to bring up what happened last week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because this lady, um, I, it was a Tuesday, I believe, I was in here in my office. Sounds right. And my phone rings, and it's really rare I actually pick up my phone while I'm adjusting people. But I happen to be walking past, and I see no name uh-huh. up on the caller ID. Yeah. And so I answer it, and she goes, is this Dr. Hawk? I said, yeah, from Renegade Atlas. I said, yeah. And I was like, I don't get (laughs) calls from from Renegade Atlas. Sure. She goes, well, I looked up your information. I had to call and let you know. I just wanted to let you know that when I listened to your, I guess it was on Wednesday she called, but uh, I listened to your call or your episode yesterday. I was going through cleaning my phone out Mm -hmm. um, and I saw a podcast app that I'd never seen before and I clicked on it to see what it was. And then somehow I, I saw this thing on Renegade Atlas created to be healthy. And I started yeah. listening to it, yeah, and I just wanted to let you know the reason I was cleaning my phone out was I planned on killing myself that night. Mm-hmm. I've had chronic pain for 19 years. Yeah. 19 years of chronic pain. I can't take it anymore. And I listened, yeah. and I began to cry. And I listened to part two, the story of where you had malaria. And I thought, maybe there's hope. And I just sat there listening to the, and I listened to it over. And then I called my friend, my best friend, and I told her everything. I confessed to her what I was going to do. Yeah. Told her everything. Yeah. And then she called the women's pastor from our church, and they both came over, and they just they they were crying with me. And then they prayed for me. And then the most amazing thing happened. After 19 years, my pain just went away. And then we decided that I needed more help, so they they. They called and they got me into a facility where I'm going to go handle the emotional traumas that I've had over these years and work that out. And I just had to call and say thank you. Yeah. Now, she yeah. was crying. I, I gave the abbreviated version right. of that. She right. was crying when she was talking to me. And I'm dumbfounded. It's Yeah. And I let you know right away, too. I, yeah. I was like, Matt, it's unbelievable. This, it's an this unbelievable. just happened. Yeah. And, and then I started sharing it with people, you know. It's how, it's incre- was, yeah. you know, when there, the reality is there's things that we're born with. There's things that we feel, right? She felt this pain forever and mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. There's things that happen to us from other people. Mm-hmm. People can be, can as Stephanie talked about, we can get damaged. You know, Stephanie Hinman, the yeah. on their, another show that yep. we're going to be letting out. Forthcoming, yep. Forthcoming. Yeah. Um, we there's emotional there's psychological there's spiritual pain and there's physical pain yeah yeah the, and, <laughs> well what yeah. oh, so this is making me think of like there's a connection happening in my brain right now okay that i think we should talk about cuz the question in that story you told was whose sin was it right yeah and jesus said it was no one's sin but he kind of alluded to the idea that there's a condition or there's a state of being like the state of the world that he's going to show that he has power over. Okay. And in my personal like study and, you know, learning development, I've started to think of sin as like, there's two different ways to think about it. One is sort of like lowercase s sin, like, the sin we commit, like I lied or cheated or whatever, stole something, you know, sure. Any of that kind of stuff. Sure. But then there's also this capital S sin. That's like our condition. Like we're born into this world that is 
broken because of sin, because of separation from God, right? Because we've we've detached from that so, life source. So what you're saying is one is just from act of being born. Uh-huh. It's our human yeah. condition. Yeah. And the other is our own volition. It's, yeah, right. And this the second way is sort of no fault of our own, but it still exists and we still harbor it. Okay, like it's still... Well, it is fault of our own. Well... Because of who we are. Well, I think that the fault comes in, sort of the fault comes in where we where we live under the um, perception that that is our reality, that this state of being separated from God is just how, how things are. And God doesn't really exist or God doesn't really have power or God's not really good and loving or this view of God that we get that gets a little skewed because we live in this world where things are going wrong all the time. You following me? Okay. So, so here's where it ties together for me. Let me read you this sure. other verse sure. and I'll, maybe it'll show you where I'm going with okay. it. Okay. It's first John one nine. Uh-huh. It says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Okay. <laughs> and then the other verse that's sort of connected to it is James. Um, I think it's five sixteen, but it says, "Confess your sin one to another, so that you may be healed." So there's this link between confession of sin and healing. But where I'm going with it is not necessarily only the sins that we committed of our own volition, but the sin that we carry around that was attached to us at birth. Now, that's absolutely what Jesus came for. Right, right. That's the sin that's way more important. Exa- that's, it's exactly. only, only when that is made right that exactly. we can enter into God's presence. Exactly. So I think it's it's touchy, though, because we tend not to want to go around and tell people that they're in sin, like their sin is directly connected to their ailment, right? Like this this woman who called in. Like we would never want to say that. Right. But at the same time, she confessed, right? She came and said, this is the real, the truth of my life right now. And she said it to someone else, right? Which released some of its power over her right then, I think. I think so. You know, and then they went and prayed about it. And I believe what happened is that she, or at least what's possible that what happened is that she released, like she spoke and there was authority and power in her words of confession saying, this is how my life has been and like gave it over to Jesus. And he said, thank you for confessing that. Like we are now on the same page about what you're suffering from. And now I can take it away from you because you're no longer holding on to it. It no, no longer has power over you. Well, check this out. What if we look at Psalms 107? Okay. Okay. 19 through 21. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his world and word, excuse me. He sent out his word and healed them. Mm-hmm. He rescued them from the grave. And that's what we're talking about here. If that capital S, if we're using that term here, yeah. isn't healed, mm-hmm. we will. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We're toast. Yeah. And actually, Christ says we're never really alive. Uh, God says throughout scripture, without him, you're we're never. Dead already. We're dead already. Yeah. It's not like we're going to die. It's like we're just. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. So that's. Inc- yeah. I mean, it. it's just. 
it's, I don't know. It's just like a little different way of thinking about it, I guess, for me, versus the whole like outward expression of sin, you know, and it's not, and it's not like a formula that we can just go, no. well, now I've confessed, so now I should be healed, you know, but there is definitely a correlation. Well, I think that when we when we think about if I can, I'm going to pick on this for just a moment because it's so powerful. He sent out his word and healed them. Well, mm-hmm. what does John the John 1 say? Yeah. In the beginning was the word. Word, capital W. Yes. Also. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was the word. Yeah. And the word was God and the word was with God. He was yeah. with him in the beginning. Yep. And that word is logos in the Greek, the spoken word and utterance, like a revelation, like God's embodiment of himself. The totality of God. Yeah. And if, you, if we can think of this, if we can think of entering in to the, or allowing the word to enter into us, the, mm-hmm. the presence, the fullness of God to enter into us, things change. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. we always get healed physically. Right. But on a spiritual and emotional basis, I think there's promise for that. Yeah. And there's a lot of times there is a correlation, like you talk about this, the way our bodies exhibit the things that we're carrying emotionally, spiritually, sure. and mentally, right? So a lot of times there is a correlation between confession and being cleansed of spiritual damage, you know, or, yeah. or brokenness, whatever we're carrying around, and like having it manifest physically. That's one of the cool things I'm so blessed to get to work with is um, a number of counselors that uh, refer people to me. And as I'm able to, they're handling perhaps a a side that I don't address, Mm. but I'm able to address a component where they've somaticized or their nervous system has become so entrapped and uh, entrained, if you will, in a negative pattern. It can't break free until we're able to, able to address that. When we address that, all of a sudden you see this cascade of events yeah. where healing happens in many other areas of their life. Mm. And that's beautiful. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what else is beautiful? <laughs> Great coffee. <Yep. laughs> I know. It's like a whiplash moment. segue. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Shenandoah Joe makes some great coffee, and they're so kind to be able to support us in our channel. Um, Just go to therenegadeatlas.com, go under our sponsor section, click there, and you can take a link straight Mm -hmm. to Shenandoah Joe Coffee. Order some up. Um, I believe this week is when um, the Renegade Atlas is ready, even though we haven't had a chance to talk to it because – we got a shipment, but yeah. the 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 worker there didn't put in hours <laughs> with it, so it's having to be reshipped. Renegade roast, renegade roast. Yeah. Uh, Shenandoah Joe Coffee. Please do check them out. We appreciate <clears throat> it, um, and that can, in many ways, great coffee can minister to your soul. Yes, yes, it can. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> so what what does it mean though, Matt? If somebody they say that they believe. They go to the Lord, mm. and in in all genuine nature, they really, they believe that they are going to be healed, and they're not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll I don't you, know how to answer that question. You know, I mean, this is just... one of the um, areas in in my life where I had to come to grips with. As if you know, I told my story about malaria, and even though everybody, many people believed that I would be healed. I, there was no guarantee that I would. And I never once felt in my life that God promised me I would be. Yeah. So I didn't have that 
faith. What I had faith in is that I would be able to live my life more for the Lord today and every day I woke up than I had before. Because Mm. I believe very firmly that malaria was one of the greatest pains and blessings I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And it it was so hard and the way it impacted my family for years, I think it, it scarred in some ways my kids' childhood because they grew up with a very sick dad who they didn't know what was going to happen. Hmm. You know, it, it left an impression on them. But even through all of that, I am a much better person today than I ever was beforehand. Yeah. And I would never want to go back to who I was before if it meant I didn't have to have malaria. Could uh-huh. I go back to that? No, no way. I would take it any, I would take all the pain, the suffering, the fevers, the convulsions, the uncertainty, the pains, all of that again, if it meant I would be the version version of the person I am today. Yeah. Which, and I think that's true of like any wall we have to go through, whether it's physical, a physical ailment or a really a trying time relationally or emotionally, you know, it's like, we don't want to go through those times, but if we're able to emerge out from them better off, then it's hard to look back and say, well, I can't really wish that that didn't happen, you know, right. because I don't want to go back to being the person that I was before, like you're just saying. It's interesting you say that. There's a, a good fr- uh, friend of mine now. I've known her for many, many years. Barbara Tachi is her name. She's written a book called Practicing Medicine. And she was very healthy and well. She had an incident where there were some misdiagnoses Mm. and she had to go to the hospital. And basically they took her regular full life from her. Mm. She went from being very active and living everything out um, the way that she should be able to live out. Um, She ran a farm. I mean, this lady was super active and she was kind of stolen from her. Everything was stolen from her. Mm But even today, she knows she's a better version of herself, even though her body is half the woman she less than that who she used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I walked with her through that process. I highly recommend her book, Practicing Medicine. You can buy yeah. it online. Yeah. Do you have anything from Romans eight on your list there? Uh, I've got pages of scripture. <laughs> By the way, we are going to put in the show notes. We're going to put the uh, the scripture that we're going <laughs> to. We've got. I don't know, as I said, four pages yeah. of it. Um, did, let me just read a chunk of it since I got it here. Great. Romans 8, uh, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation, so the world waits for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, God, in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. And that's exactly what he was what Jesus what, was saying there. Right. Yep. It's for my glory that yep. this happened. And yep. if we kind of double up on that, um, when he says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Right. It doesn't mean that it all goes away. He binds up just because your wound is bound up. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's necessarily all healed yet, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. Yeah, and there is a glory that comes from the dependency on the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And there's another aspect of this that I'm just sort of now learning. It's 
partly coming from some reading I'm doing, um, in particular by Brad Jersak, who's another guy we're going to have on this show here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, in a few weeks, yeah. he's, we're going to yeah, be able sure. to feature that. Yeah, um, and it's all, it's about the co-suffering nature of Christ and how, like, if we look at God, like this whole why God, why me, you know, like oh, yeah. as if he's there to grant us impunity from, you know, like to from the world, from all the suffering and trials and tribulation and pain and everything. And the, what I've been reading with him is more like God is in this suffering with us. Like Jesus came to earth and he went through this immense suffering himself. More than we could ever imagine. Right. He took on the suffering of the whole world when he went to the cross. So he's felt it all. And like, this is, you know, when you think about that, it's, it's unbelievable because all the physical pain, all the emotional pain, all the embarrassment and shame and like everything that you could feel that's negative. <laughs> he felt it all, all at once for everyone. Right. So that's incredible. <clears throat> and then it, in Hebrews, it talks about him being able to be a merciful high priest. Right. So he's, because he has suffered with us, he now enters our suffering again. And it's like this idea that God's not there st- outside of it he's actually in it and if we can understand that he's in it like weeping with us when we weep you know and rejoicing with us when we rejoice he's like living through this existence as we live through it not coming in just to like protect us from everything that could go wrong but to ultimately redeem it all i think that's really it's just huge and it's helpful to change our perspective on what's like who he is and what we're going through yeah and god is not distant i guess in times in scripture there are moments when he is when he is distant but we mm-hmm. have the um huge advantage of having the holy spirit poured out to us yeah you know yeah that didn't necessarily have the same way in the old testament yeah i mean there were ages where people would go through without the evidence without the the inspiration god speaking to them or the comfort that he gave right Right. It's a very desperate time, but we we have full access to God being in the from the moment you stub your toe or you your heart breaks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God will be with you in that. He doesn't necessarily prevent you from it. He moves with you through it. Yeah. Yeah. And he, the other verse I'm just reminded of is that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So it's like, as long as we're holding on to something and protecting it or wanting to keep it for ourselves, maybe that's something that keeps us from really experiencing his healing and his grace, you know, and that peace that passes understanding that we know we can have, but we don't always (laughs) seem to experience. Like, but if we come to him wholeheartedly, say, I'm going to hold nothing back. That's a scary thing to do, to like really open up. It's... To really be vulnerable that way. and I mean, when you have to get that vulnerable, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't be the same person you are when you're standing in line at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. When you get that raw and open with the Lord, right. you have to let go of all the heaps of junk you're carrying. Yeah. You know, and it's like... I think what Jesus is saying to kind of tie it together is that he's remaking all things new. He's bringing it back to the garden, like Genesis one, where Adam and Eve were naked and felt no shame. And I think it's like they were naked in every aspect, not just physically, right. but like right. emotionally, there was nothing held back. 
their relationship with God was completely open and transparent, right? And that's not how we are today. We protect, we hide. That's what happened to them after they right. sinned and they realized it. They had this awareness that came in and they felt like they had to hide themselves from God. They were no longer worthy of being in his presence, you know? And that's like, that's our capital S sin condition. It sure is. <laughs> is this view of ourselves that we're not even worthy of it. And Jesus is coming back in to say, you are worthy. I want you. I made you the truest version of yourself is all good. And I'm here to help you, you know, to get rid of the bad stuff, whether it's now in this life or whether it's ultimately, you know. It's um, that that goes back to what I I mean, what you just said about being back in the garden with the Lord, walking in harmony and unity with him in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Is the part of you letting go of all your stuff. Yeah. And it's not about you said bad words to somebody. It's not about, you know, you smoking them cigarettes or anything like that. You know, it's nothing to do with that. Right. And everything to do with, do you believe that God is willing to love you? Yeah. Can you receive it? Can you receive it? Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's that's everything. Yeah. One more verse to throw in there that always helps me to initiate this process is Romans 8 again, but verse 1, where it just says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Like, I feel like it's capital N-O, <laughs> none. You know, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So turn to Jesus and you will not be condemned, rejected, you know, a smoldering wick. He will not snuff out, right? He's a broken reed. He won't, well, how's that go? He won't. Uh, he's just not, he's not going to, you're not going to get that, that reaction from him. You're going to get welcomed back. Nothing but unconditional love, forgiveness, healing. Just like the paralyzed man, Jesus approached and said, roll up your mat and walk. You Mm -hmm. are healed. And I think that's exactly what Jesus has for us in this, that on in our heart, we can roll up the mat of all of those disappointments, life hurts and sufferings, Mm -hmm. our brokenness. Yeah. um, Like leave it in the past. Just leave it and and just go. go. Yeah. You're no longer paralyzed by those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I always, uh, I don't always, but often tell patients, I said, as long as you have a relationship with Christ, you are healed. Hmm. You are healed in the eternal sense. You should live that way. Yeah, right. You are healed. And this body, it does break down. You know, yeah. I I got firsthand experience with that this weekend. I helped a friend put a flooring down. (laughs) And oh my goodness. Feeling it. (laughs) Feeling a little bit. Two days of bending over. And yeah. Yeah. Right. uh, The body does break down. But our souls don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're eternal, they're everlasting. And yeah. they can be free. Right. Yeah. So we're going to put some of these scriptures with the show notes. By all means, go check mm. them out. Um, do you want to talk any more about Brad being on? Uh, no, not right now. Well, okay. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll get to but that. But he's got a pretty big prominent yeah. audience online. So that'll yeah. be cool 
yeah. to have. I mean, if someone's listening to this and they want to preview who he is, Brad Jersak, J-E-R-S-A-K. Um, yeah, he's a, a an author and a teacher and a formerly a pastor, but um, a theologian of sorts. I mean, he's just a, a, a wealth of knowledge. I'm really looking forward to having him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got some really great guests coming Among up. Among other people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've got uh, Dr. Mark Howater, Dr. Yeah. Uh, or we've got um, uh, Steve Koberlin. He's a he has mm-hmm. a PhD in divinity as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have some really cool people coming up. Yeah, um, and we need Should to mention. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, our other sponsor that helps us do all of this stuff, yeah. Top Agent Referral. Um, if you or anyone you know is looking to buy or sell a home. Check out Top Agent Referral. It's a free service. They will pair you with two um, top real estate agents in your neighborhood who are expert at the type of property you are looking to buy or sell. Um, And you'll get paired with a couple of them. You choose if you want to work with either of them. Um, And then you go, go ahead and sell your home or for the most money or find the home that you're looking for or any property really, commercial, Residential doesn't matter. Doesn't matter yeah, at all. They have people all across the board, all fifty states. Free service. Um, yeah, check it out. Go to the renegadeatlas.com. Look at our sponsors, and you can find top agent referral there, as well as Shenandoah Joe. Yeah, and yeah. we appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Like the page there, uh, Renegade Atlas, and then also this is something we need. Um, we really need you to leave us a review uh, on. Uh, the podcast app that you're listening to like it subscribe to it and leave a review and then please Mm -hmm. share it online uh, through Instagram Facebook um, all of your social media outlets that's this is a year of great growth for us and we're really excited to have you along with us so that's what we have for this week you are all loved and appreciated take care everyone bye-bye if you're um, still listening I'm just coming back on real quick after the exit the outro music If you want, you can stick around and I'm going to say a prayer for you. It's one I have on my website, drchadhawk.com. I'll say that prayer for you guys. I think it's a great healing prayer. Dear Father, I am in need of help. I don't understand what is happening to me or my body. I need your touch in my life. I need your peace. I need your renewal. I need you to provide me strength and direction. You say that it is by your blood that we are made whole and reunited with you. I claim that blood of Christ is sufficient for me and provides me the ultimate healing, being made right in your presence forevermore. Thank you so much for that gift. I ask for wisdom, knowledge, and insight beyond my education or experience for me and those you bring into my life to help me. I pray for divine direction for the path I am on. My organs, cells, and tissues need your healing. My mind needs your healing. May I seek you and act in the remarkable in astonishing ways every day. I pray for my family and those who love me. May they experience your mercy and grace and call you Father. 
with every breath I take, may I be more free from the stressors of this world and become more dependent on you. Thank you for your perfect love. I know that I am made whole in you. In your holy, perfect name I pray. Amen.